Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and uh, we're watching right now. Uh, President Joe Biden is giving an update uh, on the uh, vaccine effort uh, that it is being successful, but it's a, a long haul. He is encouraging everyone to uh, maintain uh, good vigilance uh, in all the things that we know we need to do. And uh, so that's looking at it uh, nationally, broadly. And again, the president is uh, extending uh, the vaccine. Uh, again, we're way ahead of the game here in uh, Utah. We've had that for a couple of weeks now in terms of uh, anyone over 16 being able to get the vaccine. We also know we have an important day coming up on Saturday when the uh, mask mandate is scheduled to end. And as we've looked at that and looked at all of the different uh, components to that, what could we do? What can we do? What should we do? Uh, I wanted to uh, to tap into one of our, our great inside sources uh, from the Salt Lake County Council, Amy Winter Newton, uh, and really get to the process of what they're going to be looking at, what things are going to take place as we uh, round this part of the uh, season of pandemic out. And uh, Amy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So wonderful. So as you look at it from the uh, Salt Lake County level uh, and looking at that, what what is it that you and your fellow council members are looking at, uh, thinking about? We know uh, what what the uh, the mayor has said and where that interest is. Uh, what are you looking at from a from a council level? What's the process? Well, the process, as you know, uh, the legislature uh, basically said that the mask mandate statewide ends on the tenth. But county legislative bodies can institute their own mask mandate. So previously, the mayor was able to do a mask mandate. Now, because of this legislation, it goes to the county legislative bodies. Um, However, a county legislative body can't even consider it unless the health department director asks for a mask mandate. And so what we're going to be looking at, uh, tomorrow we'll be getting a letter from our county health department director, Um, which will state whether he thinks that we need a mask mandate to continue in Salt Lake County or not. And then if he says that there should be a mask mandate, the council will meet on Friday and make that decision. If he says there shouldn't be a mask mandate, no further action by the council can occur. And that will just be how Salt Lake County moves forward. Uh, I, I think that's such an important thing for people to to recognize. Obviously, there's uh, there's still a lot of emotion about masks and mask mandates, uh, as there right. has been along the way. And I think this is so important that uh, that you are following both the science and, and the recommendation of the health department, as well as the the local closest to the people <laughs> legislative body, uh, looking at the council in this case. Uh, so as as you look at it, if you've gone through it, is there anything that you are anticipating uh, in terms of how that health department uh, director might guide you or uh, what might be coming on Friday? Well, I'll tell you, um, I fully anticipate that our health department director is going to be using data to make his decision. He has been very data driven all along. Um, It's something that my colleagues on the county council also support. And so, um, you know, we're going to be looking at case counts and hospitalizations and the ICU rates and the number of vaccinations. 
And all of those metrics, um, I'm sure he will be using to make this decision that he gives to us tomorrow. And so um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that uh, whichever way it goes, we all need to remember that there are going to be businesses that will still ask for mask mandates when you, you know, go into, or will still ask for patrons to mask up when they enter their business. And that's okay. People can do that. Um, we, we just need to make sure we're all respectful to each other. Um, if you're wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask, let's just make sure that we're being respectful. Yeah, such, such an important part of the process. If you're just joining us, we have Amy Winder Newton from the Salt Lake County Council with us today. And again, just talking about the process, it, it's so easy to go right to the, you know, the hot button issues and who has rights for this or that. Uh, but the process matters. Uh, and this is one of the areas where I think the state of Utah and our counties uh, are really a good model to the nation in terms of, look, let's let's do this the proper way. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Amy Winder Newton has just outlined for us the process. The health department director uh, will make a recommendation either that we need to continue with the mask mandate or we no longer need one. Uh, and if there is nothing there, then there's nothing for the council to do. Uh, but that they are going to be basing these things on the on the data, the case counts, the metrics, the vaccinations, the hospitalization reports and so on. Uh, and that, Amy, I love the fact that you brought up that we need to keep in mind that some businesses, regardless of what happens and what is said uh, on Friday and Saturday this week, are still going to say, you know, for my business, for my customers and for my employees, uh I am going to continue to, to require people to wear masks in, in our facilities, and that's okay. Uh, and some will say, nope, everybody's good, come on in, uh, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I was at Costco last week and talking to one of the workers there, and they said, yeah, we're a national company, so we're going to be following kind of a national guideline on masks, and we'll still be continuing to require masks as people come into our, our establishment. Um, Harmons, you know, you've heard the same thing. That's a local business, and they have said that they will uh, still ask for people to mask up. And, you know, you have to recognize that these businesses are trying to take into consideration the health of their employees as well as their patrons. And so, you know, there's possibility that they have have other things going on, and, and we just need to be respectful. I also have been getting emails from other businesses mm. um, who have said, please don't continue the mask, the mask mandate. We've done our part. Our numbers are down. Um, you know, we want people to choose if they choose not to come to our business, our business because we don't require masks. We're OK with that. But yeah. we we don't think that the mask mandate should continue. And so it's been interesting to hear the different perspectives and to recognize that it's going to be a little bit different wherever we go. And I, I also think it's important to note that there's some people who just don't feel ready to take their mask off. Yeah. And there's others who are would have torn it off. <laughs> You know, nine months ago, if they could have. And so, um, you know, we just need to be you, you don't know who's been vaccinated. You don't know what health situations people have. We just need to be kind and respectful to each other. And if you have a business that tells you, you know, you need to still wear a mask, we need to don't, you know, don't cuss them out. Let's be respectful and recognize that they're just doing their job and and doing what their corporate offices have decided is best for them. So um, it'll be interesting to see. It, it will. And I think this is a really challenging phase uh, because so many are so anxious to just move and, and keep going. And uh, I would just remind people just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Uh, and we can look at all of these, uh, as Amy just counseled us very wisely, that a little restraint and a whole lot of respect uh, go a really long way. 
And we need to lead the nation in that space. Uh, moderation is a hard thing for humans. It's really hard to be in that moderate space. Uh, but uh, as Amy Winter Newton has pointed out to us, you don't know. You don't know that the person uh, who has their mask on uh, has a family member with an underlying health condition or is going through chemo or whatever it may be. So we, we don't need any uh, arguments and uh, fisticuffs on one side, and we don't need any shaming or virtue signaling either. Uh, just some respect yeah. and uh, some social grace, I think, will go a long way. Yeah, it's been sad that the masks have become so political and that people have been so judgmental um, on both sides. And so um, hopefully we can move forward and do what Utahns do best, which is being kind to their neighbors and respectful. Yeah, fantastic. Amy Winder-Newton from Salt Lake County Council. Always appreciate your insight. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Again, that's uh, Amy Winder-Newton from Salt Lake County Council. And again, laid out the process there. <laughs> so important. Process matters. Uh, and I love the fact that they have a process. And uh, that's been outlined. The legislature outlined what that process would look like. And they now get to follow that. And so it will start with the health department director issuing guidance. Uh, and that will either trigger the county council to meet and convene and have a conversation about the mask mandate or not. Uh, and so that has to happen first. And then they can actually get into uh, what needs to happen next. But I, I do just want everyone to to just step back a little bit and just exhale just a little bit we know this has been a long hard year and uh, masks have been a uh, a lightning rod for a lot of things and i think um unnecessarily uh, has really become a space for a lot of people to uh, point their anger their fear or their frustration uh, which is not helpful either and so we we can all take a big old exhale let's follow the data let's look at the metrics let's look at the uh, the things that matter that we know we can assess and then let's let's be kind. Let's go back to uh, social grace uh, is an important part, uh, not just social distance. That's not enough. It's important, not enough. Uh, and then let's figure out how we move this forward together because ultimately this is about neighborhoods and communities. Uh, and as Amy Winder Newton said, it is what Utahns do best. So let's do that. When we come back, uh, we're going to look at the housing challenges that we're facing in the city. And in the in the state, uh, Senator Jake Andrick is going to join us coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.